So guys, we had so many people try to get on WGT and into the DNVR Country Club that we had to create a second country club. So if you downloaded WGT already, and if you haven't, dnvrgolf.com, that's where you can download the best phone golf game from. Super realistic, all the courses you know, 20 million players online. But download WGT from dnvrgolf.com and then search for the DNVR2 Country Club. DNVR, then the number two. That way you can get into the Country Club. That way you'll be in on all our tournaments, which we'll have one this weekend. So again, dnvrgolf.com, that's where you can download WGT from. And then all you gotta do is search for the DNVR2 Clubhouse. Houston was in a scenario where they could have grabbed the two spot, maybe the three. They end up falling to four as they lost to Oklahoma City late in the season. And that allowed Portland to capture this three seed. And on Gomez. Hey! Look at him dance! Uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't do the dance in the middle. You can't not be happy when you see that. Happier <laughs> times. Simpler times. Although now I'm sad thinking about the rest of that timeline. But no, it's a happy show. It's a happy Tuesday edition of the DNBA show. I'm your host, Brandon Vogt. Uh, I'm joined above me it is usually the host tonight. He's a co-pilot. It's Adam Manez. Adam, what's up, man? Living my best, man. Excited to be talking about the Portland Trailblazers? <laughs> yeah, it should be a fun show. I, I like the Mile High City fraud shirt, though. Uh, could be particularly relevant this year when the Nuggets win a fraudulent title, Fraud right? City, baby. Let's fraudulent go. Title. To Adam's left, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Harrison Wind. What's up, brother? The most underrated part of that uh, play we just rolled, the Mason Plumley pass is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And everybody talks about the shimmy, not enough people talk about the pass. It's such a win take, because the shimmy is absolutely yeah, the like, takeaway in the highlight. Um, not focused on Mason Plumley's passing really ever at no. all. It's Eric Weedham, also known as, as Elon Co. As little as possible, to be perfectly frank. But, you know, when it comes together like that, gives us a shimmy. Like, I guess we got to give uh, credit, where credit where credit is due. And, of course, that goes to the shimmy and the shot, not the pass at all. So if we're going to talk about Portland and we're going to try to do this objectively instead of just getting a, a bunch of haters together, <laughs> uh, we should probably bring in a special guest. Yeah. We've got a good one lined up tonight. So let's bring him in and welcome onto the show now. Bleacher Report, Sean Hyken. Sean, how the heck are you, man? What's going Doing on? Doing okay. You know, considering everything going on in yes. the world right now, I could be doing a lot worse. Well, we're happy to hear it, man. And we're happy to have you. And quarantine has not uh, claimed your sanity then. It's tried. <laughs> it, I was going to say, let's find out. Let's see how this it's interview tried. goes. I mean, we'll, I, now, it's starting to look now like there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel where at least... Who knows if it's going to be successful or not, but at least there are dates now for when the NBA is going to come back. So we can at least see a little bit of, okay, this is now some time we have to look forward to. It's, yeah, I was going to say, Sean also looks like he's a little bit like he could be set in the movie The Shining, just a little bit. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready to declare that his sanity has not completely gone. I, I need to see how this goes. <laughs> it is good to, uh, to have some days to have something to talk about, though. We've really... I don't want to say struggled, but it hasn't been easy as content creators. How has this, how has this time been for you, man, in, in terms of trying to find stuff to think about, write about, and have you been able to do that, all things considered? Well, it, I mean, I think the thing that's good about Bleacher Report is that they 
they're all they're all focused on the app, and so you always have to have stuff that goes in the app. And so they spent a whole like so, so it's not like the flow of content slows down. It's just you have to get a little bit more creative with it if you're not uh, going to games and talking to players and having the opportunity to do new stuff like that. But uh, uh, for the first couple of months of quarantine, which God, this feels like years ago at this point. <laughs> but the, the first couple of months, they did a whole series of redrafting all the different drafts, mm-hmm. and so I helped out with that. And yeah, then. It, it it became kind of weird because I've had I have some stuff I'm working on that are like some features that I had been working on before the season shut down, and now it's like, you know, some of this stuff it, it it's the kind of thing where I had there were, there's one in particular that I'm working on that I think is going to be out now uh, towards the end of the month that I had been since November or December or something I had been trying to get different guys as they came through town that were relevant to mm-hmm. it. But then when the season shut down, there was still a half dozen guys that I still needed to get for it. And so, so it was brutal. and so that it, it became, you know, I would start emailing their agents and, you know, I'd go back and forth with them. And a lot of them would say either, you know, they would either say no or they would say, let's revisit it when the pandemic is over. Mm. We'll see what happens. And then this week, my editors said that they actually want this story in, later this month. And so then I have to circle back with all those guys while there's these huge civil rights protests going on right now, by the <laughs> right. way, when oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel great about emailing, yeah. uh, right, a- agents and player reps and and publicists being like, "Hey, uh, I know there's this like huge social, you know, this huge social justice movement going on, you, but you you want to talk about this thing from years ago, like." <laughs> so that's been a little bit of a challenge, but you know, I've seen we're starting to see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. No one? All right, uh, I'll keep going. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, well, we did get some news today, Sean. Uh, Tim Bonteps yeah. tweeted out that Hawks general manager Travis Schlenk said on a conference call with reporters this morning that the NBA has indicated to the league's GMs that next year's schedule could be condensed in order to try to keep the league as close to its usual timeline as possible. Uh, m- makes a lot of sense to me. That was always my sort of concern with the further things get backed up. How do you get back on track? Sean, what's just sort of your general reaction to this tweet, this news? Well, I'm not surprised that they're doing that because I know that it's become kind of a popular thing in NBA fan and media circles to say, well, why don't they just start the season on Christmas or start the season in December and then go into July so that they don't have to compete with the NFL? But from what I've heard and from players and and people that I've talked to, that idea is is not going to be popular with the players because a lot of the players have kids and have families yeah, and they, they want to have those summer months. They don't want to f up to, their summers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they want to take their families on vacations and be around their kids and stuff and not have to be doing that when it's nice out or not having not have to be playing games. And so I think the NBA has kind of accepted that and they obviously this this upcoming season is kind of a special case where they're going to have to start the season in December just because of the pandemic delaying everything. But I think ultimately, long term, they really want to get back on, kind of on the normal schedule. I don't know how this is going to look because in order <laughs> to play 82 games from a, from in six fewer weeks, you're basically oh. going to probably it's going to have to be like a lockout season where you're yes. going to have like back to back to backs oh, or so four games and five nights. All the stuff that they've tried <laughs> oh, to get away from over the last injuries. Yeah, all the stuff they've tried to get away from in the last five years or so because of player safety and because of trying to keep guys fresh so that guys don't take games off. You think the load management stuff is bad now. If they're on back-to-back-to-back, do you think Kawhi Leonard is only playing one out of three of those <laughs> games? Like, so I don't true. know if that's really going to be good. But I mean, that what they should do 
is they should just prorate the length of the season and start in December and play however many games you would have to play to play kind of a normal schedule. But they won't do that because they can't give up that much TV revenue, considering that by December, I don't think they're still going to be in a place, unless some miracle happens and they have a vaccine by then, I still don't think they're going to be in a place where they're going to be able to let fans back in the arena. So that's still some revenue that the owners aren't going to be able to make up. And so I don't see how they would be able to cut, you know, a number of schedule, a number of games from the schedule just because of the uh, revenue that they then have to make up for the TV. So it seems like that's kind of a financial decision. But. Do you see them ch- cutting like five games off the schedule? I mean, can we at least can we get down to 70? I know 70 was the big number for the local TV contracts. Could they try to aim for like 70 or 72 games? That's what I would. To me, 72 is the number because then yeah. as far as long term, because to me, that means basically I, I did I did the math a while ago. Basically, what that would mean is you play your conference three times. You play the other conference twice, yeah. and everything is just mm-hmm. kind of evened out. That's to me that to me that's the number. But I don't think that permanently that's really going to fly on either side because the owners aren't going to want to give up the gate revenue or the TV revenue, and the players aren't going to want to get paid less money if they're playing less games. So I just don't see how that's going to happen long term on either side. Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to stop the players from complaining, though, about a condensed <laughs> season or injuries. I know. I, know. I was going to ask the can, flip side of this. Can we take a vote to see if um, we want to work during the summer or not? Because I don't want to. Like, can want we vote about either. that? <laughs> I don't want to either, but I do want the NBA to exist in its own space. And right. I hate, I really hate that, especially here in Denver. The Nuggets don't really start till January. And I just hate that. Like, there's, that's half the season. It's already gone. So yeah. for that one selfish reason. The other selfish reason, we were talking a little bit before this. Denver, nobody wants to come to Denver. Like, it's just it's always been this way for 50-something years now. Nobody's wanted to come to Denver. But if it was in the summer, if the yeah. league started in January and ended in, like, late July or August, Denver would be a hot commodity. Those are the <laughs> best Denver months. Yeah. Those, Den- Denver's yeah. glorious at those times. I and when Denver's on national TV – What's being shown like in the lead into games? It's oh, like snow. people skiing on Aspen, or, yeah. like in Breckenridge or something. And yeah. Every <laughs> single time the media comes to town, it snows. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. we just had our top NFL draft pick convinced that he was moving to a place that was at the top of a mountain where bears yeah. lived outside. He had to get a cabin. Everybody lives in cabins and there's bears all around. Like, okay. It's not great PR for for the state. I've always wondered how much of a factor this could possibly be for players who are quite busy during the season and can really be wherever they want to be during the off season. I've kind of always found it funny. Like what, what a factor yeah. it is where their home base is, but maybe I'm naive to something here. I mean, yeah, you're really I mean, talking you're about right. they're there for 40 oh, yeah. games, right? I mean, it's still a lot though. And I think there is something too. like, this is, we were talking before about Phoenix, like, Phoenix, Miami. I remember LeBron taking pictures during the season of him hanging out at the pool, and I like I'd be watching this from Denver, where it's like ten degrees, and I'd be like, "Oh man, that looks really nice." <laughs> yeah, I, mean, that's true. I imagine a six-game road trip, you know, ending it and coming home and, and going for a swim is is quite lovely. That's yeah, part of why guys don't go to New York or Chicago, even though those are big markets. Right, it's the yeah, weather. Like true. it's all it's it's L.A. It's Miami. It's- so would Chicago be the big winner from a, a, a change season? Oh, you're right. It would be It would have to be, right? Summers in <laughs> well, Chicago it, are lit. Well, they are, but you're still starting in December and January, which are the worst months of the year for weather-wise. You're when, when's the best basketball at those months. When's the best time to be in Portland, by the way, Sean? Portland is the most unpredictable just all over the place weather city. <laughs> I've seen it. Like, right now it's early to mid-June. It was raining today. 
it's it, you know I've seen it I've seen it pour in July I've seen it be 90 <laughs> in January I've seen there have been years where the one time the year in the year that it snows it snows in like March or April. I, I'm sorry, Sean, but the uh, correct answer was never. I'm sorry, <laughs> as, uh, as uh, David East has pointed out. I should dis- I disagree with it. I used to spend my summers in Portland. I find it to be a very delightful I, city. I'm pretty convinced that the best week of Portland weather ever was the yeah. second round of the Western Conference well, I was say, last year. <laughs> it was gorgeous. The three of us had some good times in, during that. Oh, it was incredible weather. Yeah, yeah. It was so incredible. So nice out. You guys Clear picked sky. the exact right time to come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Way to well, go, sort of. <laughs> way, to, way to pick them. How'd you pick it? <laughs> yes and no. Uh, let's uh, keep it moving here. We had another tweet from Keith Smith, NBA, friend of the program. For those NBA folks who are stats and data inclined, I'm told that the plans are to install the various player track- tracking systems at the game venues at Walt Disney World. Teams should have full access to all the data they would normally get from NBA arenas for the games at Disney. Um, Adam... For someone who is not stats and data inclined, is this like the second spectrum, guys? Yes, and and I think yeah, like the whatever (laughs) used to be called Sport View. I don't know if it's changed to whatever, but so now we'll get all the player tracking stuff on NBA.com. Why does this matter? Does this matter to why does this matter to teams and to media members? More importantly, the the teams get it. I don't think they're doing it for the fans as much as I would like to. uh, You know, say they're doing it for the teams to collect the information. But I think it is. Think about this. So much of like how you analyze your own team and, and and. even just as a fan, being able to dig into this stuff, missing an entire postseason of information, I think, would mm-hmm. be quite a drag. So is it, like, super pertinent? You know, like, is this, like, a big import? Is it important? No. But I'm really glad it, it exists. It would have been unfortunate to have a whole playoff run where we're like, yeah, we just, you know, we actually don't have data for that year, that one year, <laughs> like we do for all the others. I legitimately I, I remember there was a, uh, I think there was a Nuggets preseason game where the stats just stopped working. It might have been at the beginning of this year or last year when the NBA was putting in like a new box score type system. And we're like, oh, it's like a preseason game, whatever. Like, we don't really need the stats. The Nuggets coaches were freaking out. Like, like the Nuggets people were flipping, like like they're going crazy because they didn't have a box score for a, a meaningless preseason game. Yeah. I uh, legitimately thought when you brought that up, this was a way to, like, this was like COVID related. We needed to track the players to make sure oh, that like, we're staying inside <laughs> of the bubble. I think that's just going to be kind of an honor system, and you know, yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how 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 guys do. I mean, we we did see the reports yesterday that if a player leaves the bubble, they have to quarantine for ten days once they oh come back gosh. in. So I think that might be. And I would. What, I'm, what I want to know is if a player misses time due to having to be quarantined, do they still get paid for that time? I think they have to. Right. I don't can't imagine. Yeah, the that NBA would seem. Would like yeah. pull the I don't think you could be punitive about an illness. You'd yeah, I don't to know. Treat it like an injury. Well, what also, if somebody like, doesn't actually you... test positive for COVID? What if they just leave the bubble and then come back and have to quarantine? Man, that's a, maybe that's, a that's why this player tracking system is important. <laughs> that's why they need it. Yeah, they just they have those wristbands already. Keith Smith will tell us the whole thing. Like you can go all around the park with them, oh, and get yeah. into certain you rides. In. You just have to, <laughs> yeah, you have to wear it everywhere. <laughs> player tracking, very simple. Oh. <laughs> Are they well, just like repurposing those wristbands? Where, because I haven't been to Disney World, but I have been to a couple either. of music festivals where the wristbands have like a chip in them. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. Just pay, and they, you, just, you attach exactly. your credit card to them and you just oh, pay, yeah. you pay for all the oh, stuff dude. with your... Disney has a whole thing. There's like a mouse head on it. It's a whole thing, Sean. It's Don't a worry. whole thing. Huh? You'll okay. find out all about it through the NBA playoffs. <laughs> we'll, see how, yeah, we'll see if I end up <laughs> out there. I've got another update. It's been uh, weeks, plural, maybe even a month since I've rolled my eyes at the Houston Rockets, but good news. Uh, Daryl Morey 
We're back. Apropos of nothing, We're back. on the Anthony Pompliano Pomp podcast, took to defending James Harden, saying, quote, he's not someone who's going to be a big media guy or things like that, and I think it hurts him a little bit. But I can God. tell you privately, he's like a basketball genius. He's a great quality human being. We've worked together for eight or nine years now. I couldn't have a better partner to try and win a title. And in fact, most days I wake up saying I've let him down because I haven't gotten him to. I haven't gotten him the right players to win a title. Wow. Um, how many well, you know, times do you think? Technically, they did win a title. If you look at the expected shot value of all the times <laughs> that they. Uh, <laughs> And all the times that a foul wasn't called in the Warriors series, like technically, if you look if you look at all that, technically they actually did win a title. Their okay, well, congratulations! True championships is actually two. So, yeah. Adam, what's the real number of times that Daryl Morey has woke up and thought that to himself? This is the easiest question he'll ask me ever. Zero. Yes. This is such a great like. We all know GMs that say this stuff. One of my favorites is, you know, he's a great basketball player, but he's an even better human. Like, they, they just have these lines that they say, and I've, I wake up all the time thinking I've let him down. Erroneous. He, he does not. <laughs> We're just like Daryl, just like staring out the window on a rainy day, just hands in his pockets. <laughs> I, have, I have just let James Harden down. <laughs> I've wronged him again. If there's ever a GM that like makes moves, it's Daryl Morey. He just, I know. Yeah, no. yeah. He's trying. Moves. It's just. Yeah, I've, I've heard I, him I say like this to, before. Like, I like he, to envision uh, Daryl Morey just has a list on his fridge of just like superstars in the league and just crosses them off as he tries to get them to, <laughs> to Houston. The turkey ball. Hit. Boom. Russell Westbrook. Dwight, Dwight Howard. <laughs> yeah, Dwight, Dwight Howard. Back in the day. One. But he starts the list over every single day, just from the top. <laughs> just to make sure he's not forgetting anybody. Yeah. In, in Houston Rockets, James Harden PR machine. Win, take us into a break, brother. Yeah, guys, uh, we've got DraftKings here. Golf is back. Uh, yes, that's is. right. We have a full weekend of golf ahead of us. Not talking about Adam's uh, comeback oh, in real golf. I thought that's what we golf. were talking about. No. Big golf guy. No, we're not Big talking about Adam. that. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, to add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with sign-up bonuses up to $1,000. I love when Wynn reads the, the copy. Just, like, reads it. Uh, this well, is the uh, he's certainly not going to memorize so it. Yeah. This is the June 8th copy. <laughs> okay, all right. It's brand new, man. Selling the uh, hell out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. But it doesn't get any closer to a major than this with all the heavy hitters taking the course. And DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to get all of your bets in for this weekend's tournament. And it won. Are we live tweeting this one again like we did the uh, Tiger and Phil? We should. That oh, was yeah. a, that was an adrenaline rush. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna be live betting on it, so you, you, I'll probably be. Uh, my, you'll you'll get my anguish and my adulation oh, all wait. together. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be really weird when Eric amasses a gambling fortune. I'm already like, <laughs> it doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Well, what I loved about um, DraftKings and that Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, Tiger, and Peyton Forsum was you can bet hole by hole. Like you could bet, will Tom Brady hit the fairway on this hole? That's yeah. the only way to bet. You can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's too hard to focus for an entire. That's how I amassed my fortune. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure DraftKings gonna have that stuff back for for regular golf starting this weekend as well. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool. Ooh, and look at this. Uh, Drew Creaseman telling us you can bet on the MLB draft tomorrow. DNVR Rockies, by the way, live show. Oh baby. Tomorrow, tune in. Drew. It's gonna be awesome. For our for the. Uh, DNBA show fans, you should just drop hints in the comments. It'll be like a member feature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this, my homie. My buddy shouts Dave. 
Shout I want to point out that Adam hated golf like deeply before he downloaded a phone app. That's correct. This is a true story. He's gonna hate it again after he tries to make yeah, this I comeback. Know. I have a feeling. I'm telling um, you, I just I know I'm gonna be good. <laughs> I can't explain it. I, just know I it. hate how many GD segues they're into Adam talking about he's going to be good at golf. Comes up every show. Can't makes every me show. crazy. I want to see this failure so badly. I can't. I can taste it. It's a stone cold lock. <laughs> oh, my it's God. A stone All right. Let, let's get through this read. <laughs> Which uh, again, um, the, the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app is also offering a sign up bonus of the $1,000. All new users. Make sure to use the code DNVR. When you sign up, must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus is comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500 bucks. Deposit bonus requires a, a 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> and also make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew, from Davidson's. They have free pickup and delivery. Maybe not free delivery, but free pickup. Definitely. The unofficial beer of the DNBA show. And probably the NBA playoffs, at least for us. <laughs> All right, Sean. We, this is why we brought you on, man. The the okay. meat on the bone of today's show. Yeah, to listen show. to us argue during an, an ad read. It's time to talk about the Portland Trailblazers, who figure to be right in the middle, right in the thick of things when it comes to this, these reseeding games and, of course, a potential and probable play-in um, series, three-game series, I guess you would call it. They keep calling it a play-in tournament, but it's not a tournament if it's just two teams playing a best of three. Or whatever. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. Tournament's <laughs> a way more a exciting point. word than best yeah, yeah. of three, Sean, the first question I have... I guess you got to sell it. <laughs> the first question I have is, is given how Portland's season went and, and that following the, the highs of last season, we know Portland was the lone no vote. We know Dame, of course, had that that quote saying if he wasn't you know, going to be able to go for a title... He wasn't interested in coming back. How is is Portland motivated? I, it, is that stuff sort of like, would I be taking that out of context to sort of interpret it that way? I think what Dame was saying is that he didn't <laughs> want to come back to play exhibition games. Right. Because, yeah. and, and I, mean, I, I also think that that was kind of an empty threat because if you guys remember, like two days before they actually shut down the season, and they were still talking about maybe we're just going to play games in an empty arena with no fans. Somebody asked LeBron about that, and LeBron said, oh, no, no way am I going to play yeah. without fans. And then the next day, he walked that back pretty hard, probably because yeah. Adam Silver called him and was like, yeah. okay, no, Dude. LeBron, you're going to play. So, well, you're Dame, gonna have so, to, so. so Dame can say whatever he wants, but you know what? I do think the Blazers feel like they're going to be able to make a run, especially with the way that the format uh, is set up, where you only have to be within four games of the eight seed. Right now, they're right. three and a half games back from Memphis for the eight seed. They only have to stay within four games. So they basically just have to tread water, and then they can be in the play-in tournament. And a huge thing, and this is, uh, I believe it was Bontemps that also reported this, uh, was that because it, it's gonna, the, if there's a tie in the standings, it's just going to be by winning right. percentage. And the right. Blazers technically, even though they're 0-4 on the season against New Orleans, so New Orleans, you would think, would have the tiebreaker against them. They're actually going to have a like, slightly better show. record, a slightly yeah. better winning percentage Ooh. because they have uh, played two more games and then they went one and one in those two games. So technically, if they finish with the same record as New Orleans, they will actually have a slightly better winning percentage. And so they actually only they actually technically have a tiebreaker over New Orleans, even though they shouldn't. And I guess in theory, if you're talking about a team like this coming back, maybe closer to healthy with the top level oh, yeah. talent that they have. This is probably the most compelling um, 
from a parity standpoint, potential eight seed, right? Like this is that round in the playoffs is it goes chalk every time, but maybe from a, a fans fans can talk themselves into or Portland can talk themselves into a competitive first round. You can this year though. I'm just gonna say you're right that most of the times this scenario, yeah. Laker team that advanced, whatever. But this year, I mean, come on, yeah. I can talk myself into every scenario. Oh, yeah, totally. Of course. Well, you, usually I, when you're the eight seed, you're like, oh, would I rather get into the lottery or get swept in the yeah. first round? But this year, it's an easy choice. You'd much well, the, rather go the first round. Well, the lottery standings, I think, are frozen, right? From yeah, before. true. That's so true. they don't that's really true. have to. So they don't really have to worry about, oh, we can't we have to come in. We, but we can't win too many of the games because that's going to mess up. And also just that's not how Dame is. If he's on the court, he's going to bring it. He's going to try yeah. to. And you, and, you know, and Dame has always been a guy where, you know, he loves being counted out. He loves being doubted. He thrives off that kind of stuff. And then the the big thing with Portland, obviously, that is going to be the thing that everybody talks about, is they're going to be healthier now because Nurkic was supposed to come back. The season ended. <laughs> you just got MJ'd. Okay. You gave me. I, I just got that one, not the smirk. I didn't. I didn't get the smirk or the or the tequila Jordan or the laughing. But okay. Uh, so so the season shut down on March 11th. Nurkic was supposed to return that Sunday, March 15th, against the Rockets. That was the date that they had had circled for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. They had mm-hmm. made it official. That was the day that he was going to come back. So he was right about ready to go. And then Zach Collins, uh, who has been out since three games into the season because of a shoulder injury that he had against Dallas, like right at the beginning of the year, he had surgery. They hadn't put a timetable on him, but he had been. T- I had been talking to him before the season got shut down. And he had been saying that he was hoping to be back by mid-March or early April and be ready to get back in time if they were to make the playoffs. And so you would have to think that with the season not starting until July, he'll be back. So that's two starters that the Blazers are yeah. going to have back. And that means there's a lot le- there's less time that they're going to have to give to, let's say, Mario Hazonia or <laughs> some of the other guys they have in the rotation. <laughs> LeBron killer. I completely forgot about Carmelo for a second. My, good- my goodness. The thing is, no, Melo's yeah. been good this year for the Blazers. Yeah. And it's rest for for Dean, who yeah. has had to shoulder a lot this season. Well, he had a he had a groin squad. injury a couple weeks before the shutdown, yeah. where he had just started to come back and he had just started because he had that that couple of weeks where he was just out of his mind. He was putting up fifty for like a week straight, and then he had a groin injury where he missed a couple of weeks around the All Star break, and then he came back and he was just like he looked a little bit rusty and he was just starting to look like himself again before the season got shut down, and so. Uh, you know, for a guy like him, he plays so many minutes. He doesn't take games off, and you know, he, I think this is going to be—he's uh, going to be as motivated as, as ever. Yeah, this is shaping up great for Portland. I, totally I, I'm is. probably taking Portland to, to get this eight seed because I think I too. it makes me crazy. Like they probably got the most talented roster out of all these teams vying for it, and I mean, I just kind of want to hitch my wagon to Dame too. If I'm just trying to get by in a a kind of weird format where everything's thrown out of whack. I, I, I take Dame like to captain my team over anybody else on those yeah, teams. Yeah, there's no question they're the most talented team left. I mean, they are. They actually have players that have played in the playoffs that have uh, went to the Western Conference Finals. I don't know if you guys remember this happened last year. Um, they just they, they were injured all year. Like they just got really bad breaks. But you know, obviously through karma, they deserve that. But you know, maybe they can. <laughs> they're they're obviously the best team left, and they're gonna make it. And Sean, we just met. I, it just makes me crazy. I just what, am I, what am I supposed to do? 
you just hate nerds. There's any other blazers you really don't like, care for? I mean, it was uh, well. So I, as I mentioned, I spent my summers in Portland when oh, I was younger, right. and so I have a bunch of friends that live in Portland, and so um, I was in the rainy, rainy, rainy Rose City when uh, we lot when we got bounced out of the playoffs the year before and Nurkic told us to have a nice summer. I was in Portland. I want to kill myself. I want to jump <laughs> off of one of all of those bridges. And then I had to hide it from my friends and pretend that it wasn't eating me inside. And he called he called Jokic the Serbian slug and I had no response. Made me want to kill myself. So I um you know, it's just it goes really deep with me, and I don't know that it can ever be healed. But Sean, I like you as a guy, so maybe I'll. I maybe appreciate this that. The... I like you too. <laughs> I have no idea how Nurk is going to look when Terrible. he comes back because he hasn't he hasn't played in at this point he because he, he had a leg injury in March of last. It was at the very end. Yep. There's so no it's been so it's be been basketball shape. So it's been 15 months now. It'll be yeah. 17 by the time the season starts. So who knows what he's going to look like. But, you know, I, I, having just having him, I don't know if he's going to start, he's going to come off the bench, but just having uh, somebody besides Hassan Whiteside who is able to play center is going to be huge for them. Who who do you expect to be in that 9-8 spot, Sean, when the dust settles? I th- I'm going to lean towards Portland. I think I like Memphis' roster more overall. But Jaron Jackson had some injury stuff at the beginning of the year. You don't know how healthy he's going to be. They still haven't fully integrated Justice Winslow. So I, I think Port. I think I'm just I'm just not going to bet against Dane. That's basically what it's going to come down to for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess if this is a playoff thing, then taking the best player yeah. of the teams competing is, is pretty good. Sound logic. Oh I wonder God. how much value there is in chaos too, and just unfamiliarity because like these teams won't be able to do too much. I mean, I really think that the basketball is going to be somewhat simple because you can't put in a full package or whatever. But most teams know each other. And as you mentioned, two starters coming back. Like, Portland is kind of a team you don't really have a lot of points of reference on, so data points on. So maybe teams are just like, if you're playing Portland in game one of this eight-game seeding round, you're like, okay, well, their team is pretty different from the last time we saw them, so I don't don't know what the scouting report is. Well, the thing that's going to be huge, and they haven't put out the schedule yet, but – if it's based loosely on the schedule for what was supposed to be the rest of the season with the teams yeah. that are still there, the Blazers had two games left against Memphis. Yeah, that's huge. Oh, so wow. they have to win both of those pretty much. But mm-hmm. who you know who knows what oh, what the health man. situation is going to be. But I this is just this whole tournament like you really have to throw <clears throat> any ability to predict anything out the window. This is going to be like the two, the ninety nine season where they basically played three a three-month season 50 games and the knicks made the finals as an eight seed like you could tell me anything happens in this in this orlando bubble and it wouldn't shock me who's the who is the third most important blazer player in in this sort of the rest of the season slash playoffs honestly and this is a great question this is gonna this is gonna be terrifying for blazers fans but it might be hassan whiteside (laughs) (laughs) i'm taking memphis yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's, that's fair. I think I'm taking Phoenix. <laughs> well, San Antonio we can throw out now that we just saw yesterday that LaMarcus is going to be well, they were, out. Uh, I don't they know if this is news out. to you. They were already going to be an 0-8 before that. Uh, so said Adam Morris. Yeah, I had a hot take. They're going 0-8. That's my prediction. Oh. It's possible. Now it's more, much more possible, yeah. Uh, Sean, when I think a lot of people uh, watch teams... <laughs> 
get a taste of the team early on in the season if it's not their favorite team. They form right. their impressions then, and, the, and then they keep it moving. I would imagine a lot of folks around the league kind of checked out on Portland, given the way things started. Health is obviously what everyone thinks of. Is is that the full story? I mean, what went wrong in Portland? Can it be chalked up to, to just health, or were there fundamental issues here? Well, I do think the roster, even before the injuries, because obviously Zach Collins and Rodney Hood getting having basically season-ending injuries early on in the year, that didn't help things. But I definitely think that... Uh, that they got worse in the offseason when they you know they let go of Al Farouk Aminu and Mo Harkless they brought in Hassan Whiteside which is a guy that uh Neil Olshay has wanted since 2016 when he tried to sign him and then he ended up staying in Miami and Neil kind of has this thing where when he decides he wants a guy he tries to get him years later mm-hmm. <laughs> like like it, you there are so many different examples of uh, either a guy he drafted you know what? You know what? You know what? 15 years ago, I really wanted him. <laughs> you know what? Mello was fine. Mello, Mello did exactly what they brought him in to do. He's been the good. Mello defense is so funny. You're right. He was good. He was a lot better than I thought. But he on. did exactly what they brought him in to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was better than signing some guy out of the G League. For sure. Right. I, I, I get that that's a Which personal thing for you option. guys because he was in Denver, yeah. but I don't or whatever. But it, it's yeah, really like just Mello. for this guy. That's yeah, yeah. No, it's, true. Know, it's not like the whole. That's the whole theme of the show. It's all about Nurkic. That's personal. Carmelo Anthony, that's personal. They, yeah. the, if you want uh, objective opinions, you talk to those three. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I guess it's not like Portland was thinking they solidified their big three with Mello, right? I mean, they had no, a roster spot. No, they because they literally – so Zach Collins goes down, and their other their other options at power forward were Mario Hazonia, who's not an NBA player, and Anthony Tolliver, who's like a 1,000 years old, and – Nasir Little, who's 19, <laughs> right? And so yeah. Mello, even even like this, even the you know version of Mello that we saw in Houston and Oklahoma City the last couple of years, which was not good, even that version of Mello was an upgrade over what they already had as their options at power forward. And so they figured, hey, why not? And then yeah. he actually, the way it played out was about the best case scenario for how the Mello thing could have played out because he came in, he was totally fine with Dame and CJ being the two main scorers and being the number three guy. Because I think he was just thankful to be back in the league after the way the last year went for him. But, you know, he was great. He was good in the locker room. He's great with media. I have nothing bad to say about Mello. I did have a great interview with him. He was he's good phenomenal. With with, he's phenomenal with media. I, 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 had a, I got him for a couple of different stories over the course of the season. He's, he's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I want to move on to overrated, underrated. But I literally just remembered that this show is presented by Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Your balls, your balls, will, balls will thank you. We actually have another read, too. Well, let's do another read we can first. Close out. Then. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk about MSU Denver online. Uh, we had the best teacher. I'm just calling him the best teacher at MSU Denver. Travis Heath on the show Dr. earlier Travis this summer. Dr. Come Travis on now, man. Yeah. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> Sorry. Dr. <laughs> Travis Heath. Probably the best teacher Dr. at Professor. MSU Denver. Probably the best. Um, but if you guys are looking maybe for a way to pass the time this summer or even into the fall, Check out MSU Denver online. They've got they've got classes if you're a first-time freshman, if you're going back to school to finish your degree, maybe you're looking to get a master's or a second degree. Uh, MSU Denver online has tons of classes, tons of programs, awesome teachers. So check them out. They've got a full course listing online. And uh, also, Cardo Raptors, we keep doing these DNVR watches every weekend. Friends doing it. Uh, watching some rugby Saturdays or Sundays, if you want to check it out. Rugby is an awesome sport. 
Like those guys are freaking units, absolute units. <laughs> uh, but we do those every weekend. Follow along with the hashtag DNVRWatches on Twitter. Underrated. <laughs> I will say rugby is an underrated sport. Facts. I, I will say. I, I didn't know how I felt about rugby when I used to watch my roommate play D3 club rugby. But I have to admit, the professional league, as it turns out, <laughs> yeah. whole nother level of quality. Yeah. Sean, we are about to play. Uh, it's a very complicated and yeah, layered game. It is. Okay. Did you get the rules? We sent them over earlier. Yeah, you need to pretty much have graduated from college to play this game. It's called overrated, underrated. Um, <laughs> Boom. Look at that is this game one. so overrated that it's become underrated? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's underrated. No, he it's said underrated. it's underrated. He said it's underrated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, will th- I do think this game is underrated. underrated. Who was it? Was it Christian when we were like... We're going to play this game. And Christian goes, I hate this game. It's like, oh, that's sick. should be a great segment. Cool, cool. Dope. Um, Sean, growlers. Overrated. Underrated. I think they're underrated. Oh, oh not surprised. Okay. Not surprised. Uh, why? You get you have six seconds to make an argument. Ten seconds. Uh, especially, especially right now with uh, it, you know, with, with you can't actually go to bars, but there are some bars that are still open. But you can get you can get one filled up. I think I think it's solid. I got a growler at the uh, Big Lebowski bar in Portland once. Yeah, I, the Big Lebowski. Is this is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I found uh, I Portland to be detail. a very growler centric city, which is why oh, yeah. we put growlers on the. On yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. Like if you don't have a growler in your house in Portland, you, yeah, you're why, I don't understand though. Like that's like when you're a kid and you get a two liter bottle of soda. It's like a downgrade. You want your own can. Don't you want your own can of beer? I no? prefer a can, but okay. a growler okay. will do. Okay. In, in, right. in these in these uncertain times, I don't know if you I don't know if you've heard that these times are uncertain from all the commercials. Because now, more than ever, yeah. oh, together we'll get through this. <laughs> Sean, is Clyde Drexler overrated or underrated? become a little bit underrated oh just because, yeah, just because he you know he basically the only thing anybody talks about with him now is that jordan kicked his ass right. in the late 80s right. early 90s but you know he was he was really good the there's like different levels here of like output and statistical like impact sure. but harden kind of reminds me as a guy that like 20 years from now we might like talk about like oh you couldn't get past the warriors and it's like well yeah no shit dude i mean they were really, <laughs> right. that's a really right. good team right <laughs> there's so many guys in that in i think you just called uh clyde drexler james harden How'd yeah that feels that? a bit that's much maybe i've comp. overrated that's actually an interesting clyde drexler of today who is the clyde drexler this is a tough one uh, is harden that bad of a comp is that, that, is yeah, that interesting? Bad? Yeah, yeah. I don't hate why. it. Because I think that, well, I guess you're right. Harden's not that exciting to watch. His highlights could <laughs> be exciting. Drexler, what, won one championship, correct? With Houston, yeah. Yeah, but like, they, are you talking, their games had no similarity. Scores. Well, yeah, I, I they guess were I just mean scores. in terms of like the way <laughs> we're going to remember them for, yeah, for yeah, yeah, not yeah. being the very best at a time when like the barriers between that were, were pretty great, you know? Is it recency bias if I think Clyde uh, uh, or if James Harden is like sort of more iconic? I just, just like he's more That's of a, a, a thing, you know what I mean? Like he's more unique. I don't know. You can't really compare that because so, there are so many more platforms for guys to have their, you know, be distinctive with social media and with mm-hmm. different brands. I don't stuff. even care about that. I'm just saying stylistically, James Harden is sort of like very unique. He plays a very unique style in ways that are equally as annoying as they yeah, are but impressive. Yeah. But, People but hate still. it. They hate his style. Yeah, he plays, he's going to have a, a large role in, in 
this era of basketball, probably, no. when we talk about it. Um, okay, let's move on to something with way less meat on the bone. Grunge music. <laughs> oh. Grunge music. Overrated. Wow. Topical. Very topical, this list. <laughs> uh, I think... I think I'm gonna go slightly over. I think it has a high ceiling, low floor. Oh, yeah. overrated. <laughs> high ceiling, low floor is a good way to describe it, though. I actually like that a lot. I have no sense of how grunge mu- music is even rated. Like, is it highly <laughs> yes, rated? That's the thing. Really it's no, very highly rated. It's a, it's a whole it era. Has, but it has basically no cultural, like, greater relevance at this point. It, oh. I mean, it exists in a time capsule, I think. You know, I was really, I was really bummed out when Chris Novoselic. Uh, I don't oh know if you saw it. Oh my god, we talked about this. Yeah, <laughs> we were was... laughing about it. Yeah, how he was uh, praising the totalitarian uh, militaristic response. <laughs> I saw, and then, and then going that, uh, looking at the cheerleaders wearing the anarchy symbols. In so the, the basis for Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Very, video. very impressed with Trump's handling of protesters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I somehow don't think Kurt would have shared that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Maybe he would have. I mean, who knows? These guys we don't know. Just all the, the drummer from System of a Down did the same thing. Someone said, imagine being in System of a Down and misunderstanding System of a Down. <laughs> well, you, see that, you see that tweet that went viral today where some guy was tweeting at Tom Morello saying that he was a big fan of his music until he started talking about politics? Like, you know that he was rage against the machine, right? Like, and has, like, an honors grad in political science from Harvard. So. Well, yesterday, because I follow, I follow Tom Morello on Instagram, and yesterday he posted some, you know, post about the protest on Instagram, and some guy commented and saying, well, you're being hypocritical because your your success is only because of your white privilege, and Tom Morello replies, I'm not white. <laughs> Fact check season in Tom Morello land. Nice. Did you, see, okay. did you guys see the tweet of, uh, like when when the Chris Novoselic thing happened, somebody had a tweet of like, "You couldn't have told me these would be their two reactions in 1992," and it was Chris Novoselic reaction to Trump and Axl Rose's reaction to Trump because Axl Rose is like a big resistance <laughs> guy now. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Nothing you know makes what? sense. Nothing makes sense. Is overrated because of you're right. Chris Novoselic this week made it overrated. <laughs> yeah, that's really unfortunate. What's the uh, last good grunge band like legit grunge i mean it's, it's like trapped in an era so it's still it's pearl jam is probably the last good one uh, i i have a i have a hot take the best alt-rock band of that era was the smashing pumpkins oh, you know what? they're really I, good i agree but really that, that's not, that wasn't grunge they, that wasn't, become they were they were from the they were from the all, same yeah but they were like was, they were too wimpy to be grunge they're, they're too wimpy yeah sure right. wow all right let's move on uh, a lot of time <laughs> on that a lot of time on grunge music <laughs> Sean, is Terry Stotts oh. overrated or underrated? I think he's underrated. Underrated? Wow. 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 All right. You look at his track record, guys get better every year. They Every year they overperform what their expectations were at the beginning of the season. Except, I mean, this year, obviously, they had injuries. But, like, nobody thought they were going to make the conference finals last year. The I, year that, uh, I didn't think they would. The year that, like, LaMarcus Aldridge and Nicholas Batum and Robin Lopez all left, nobody even thought they were going to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They're, you know, just every year they overperform what their expectations are. Player, you know, young guys get better under him. You know, he's kept Dame and CJ totally bought in, which is hard to do with stars a lot of the time. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, and he doesn't really get talked about as such because he isn't a huge name like, you know, Greg Popovich or Doc Rivers or someone of that. I, I don't know how much insight you might or might feel you have here, but does he, I'm sure he has the respect of that locker room oh. and that organization. It seems. Oh, like- yeah. Yeah, and I think the reason that he's kept his job because I know that I know that ownership at various times has thought about going in a different direction until it was made clear to them that Dame would not be happy if they did that. Like Dame, Dame has had his back like every single time when they've been 
they've called him in. Because a couple of years ago when the Blazers, I think it was the 1819s, not the 1819, the 17-18 season, because this is when Paul Allen was still alive. Uh, like Dame met privately with Paul Allen and basically was saying like, hey, we need to make some changes, blah, blah, blah. And he like made it clear I to Paul that. Allen. He made it clear to Paul Allen that Terry wasn't the problem, that he didn't want mm-hmm. Terry gone. So he's been Dame's guy because because they came in the same offseason. The 2012 was the year they drafted Dame and the year they hired right. Stotts. They've been together his entire right. career, so he's still his guy. Um, I just realized also from something. The George Carl coaching tree. Just want to throw that yep. out there. Oh, <laughs> I just realized something. I don't you think should... those, I don't think those two are very simpatico these days. Really? Oh well, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> kind of a trend. Kind yeah. of a trend. <laughs> uh, I just realized that we should not start the NBA season on Christmas. We should start it on January first, so we can just have a whole year talking about a season. We don't have to say the oh, 17, yes. 18. Oh, yeah. We don't have to say the awesome. Oh, like so like baseball does. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's just the 2020 nice. season. That's yeah. it. We don't the 2021. This. I still don't know when the Broncos won the Super Bowl because it's 98-99 I know, is I'm when really they did it, but it. it's the 97-98 season. It's really yeah, annoying. Well, it's right, but because doesn't the NFL do it where like, the entire regular season is in the first calendar year and then the entire playoffs the second year? <laughs> no, I don't think the entire playoffs, but maybe, maybe. Either way, I know they always refer to it as the earliest of the two years. Like, oh, they won the 97 Super Bowl yeah. in 98. Like, okay. Oh. <laughs> we sound like a bunch of idiots, so I'm going to keep it moving. Sean, big in Portland, oh. are bicycles overrated or underrated? I think bicycles are properly rated. Oh. Properly rated? Wow! Oh, where's the graphic, Kale? Come on, Kale. Oh, God, i got to make it. Probably. You've got 10 seconds. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I agree with Sean. Oh, I agree with Sean. Properly rated. <laughs> yeah, I you think. Know what? Yeah. I think scooters have kind of taken up some of the market share of bicycles. Scooters, scooters are overrated. Are cool. Oh wow! <laughs> Blasphemous. <laughs> Blasphemous. Unbe- I'm not a scooter guy. Unbelievable. Scooters aren't. First of all, Eric, you're talking to. This is a, a personal issue for Eric. <laughs> yeah, when it's it gotten. It's to... bigger than me. It's bigger than basketball. Bigger than- <laughs> Eric has a personal scooter, Sean. <laughs> I okay. bought my own personal electric scooter it is my primary means of conveyance i take it all over town <laughs> i uh <laughs> i love that for you that's great thank you people have, uh, have, people you, ever, uh, have you ever like rolled up on your scooter next to somebody that was biking have uh, you ever done that no maybe <laughs> i think I, I did that the other day and he shot me a super dirty look bikers like, are very it. entitled lot i, I want to talk about this i'm going to use my that's platform a great, that's a great point you know what overrated Bike, yeah overrated. <laughs> listen bike. listen bikers i'm happy to recognize oh, that i have to share the road with you as long as you stop conveniently choosing when you are a vehicle or a pedestrian or whatever <laughs> you please this is you're I the oldest man on the show I, now. You just yeah, wow. Old man. You know, wow. a lot of wow. cars, a lot of things to to, to factor in. I don't know if I'm six inches from you. I can't see you. Give me a break. Unbelievable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just need to get that off my chest. Okay. Did I feel better? That, that was yeah, embarrassing. No, <laughs> no I, I probably just lost like six followers. Um, Sean, is the nickname Rip City overrated or underrated? I think it's also properly rated because it is recognized as one of the best nicknames. Okay. Okay. All Does right. anyone here agree? I know we all have it's our a It's a great I, I, I love Rip City. It's a, yeah. it's a great Rip City's awesome. I think it's awesome. It bothers me that it's not based in anything, but... Uh, oh, it's, that's not true. What is it based oh. in? Their original uh, TV announcer, Bill Shonley, used to say Rip City because it was the sound of the ball ripping through the net. 
Yeah. Did you just uh, not? Did you just think they made it up out of thin air? Or no, something? that's, I did. that's I essentially what he did. I mean, oh. I don't know if you heard that. Well, story. right, but it, oh, well, right, but it comes from <laughs> ripping up the nets. Have you ever ever heard of that expression? Well, but it, com- no. it comes from like their original TV announcer's signature call. Like that's. <laughs> Yeah, like, so we should be we should be the splendid Serbian hooker city or whatever. <laughs> I, I think sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> is that going to fit on one it. of the city edition jerseys? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Portland nails the branding stuff, man. I love that's the jerseys. thing yes. about the Blazers. That I think that's the thing that they like. They have never had a bad jersey in the history of their franchise. Yeah, they do have nice jerseys. That's probably true. Yeah. That's probably good. Is okay, that I got uh, I got one more, one, one final more. one, big one. We'll bring it all the way back around to alcohol, Sean. Craft <laughs> beer, craft beer. Overrated or underrated? What kind of craft beer are we talking? Oh my god! All right, Sean. Sean. All right. Well, that's overrated and underrated. I uh, hope everyone had fun. There was only one wrong answer, and you got. And that was it. Because I'm not, about... a, I'm not an IPA guy, but like. There you go. All right, that's an answer. <laughs> that is an answer. We have somebody for steps, the guys. It's a very special guest, though. Can I tell you? Please, please, please. tell us. And you have Some, to. Somebody yeah. very near and dear to my heart. Your wife. No, well, kind of. Good guess, though, right? <laughs> Is it a photo of yourself? One of, one of my closest friends in all of the world. Go back w- way long time. It's my oh, homie da- Dave Rashan. <laughs> Welcome him on, Dave! Hey, what's going on, hey, fellas? What's going on, Dave, what's up, what's man? Up, Dave? Yeah. We can you guys have like a bunch of inside jokes you can just tell each other? Probably. Nah, not really. We, okay. We his dad had a high voice, and so we both like mimicked it growing up, and then now we both <laughs> ended up with the same That's high great. voice. <laughs> Me and Dave do have like an uncomfortable amount of the same mannerisms and like yeah, vocal, vocal tics and everything. So, yeah. <laughs> as someone who knows Adam's dad, I confirm. Um, yeah. <laughs> where are you joining us from tonight, Dave? I'm in, I'm in Austin, Austin, oh. Texas. Yep. Mm-hmm. We had a watch party down here right before it was the Milwaukee game, so right mm. before the Dallas game, I think. And uh, yeah, I was like, ball is... okay. go ahead. I was gonna say, is that a ball is popping shirt? I'm sorry, I got, I was just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, got... I think I got them all. Uh, I don't have a supportive friend, yeah. These shirts are the best. I mean, they legit make your shoulders look like two inches wider, so yeah, that's why I like them. <laughs> yeah, there's our promo reel right there. These shirts are the best. More bigger shoulders, buy our shirts, yeah. They hide your man boobs pretty well, they're good. <laughs> Okay. Could do a little better though for me. I, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we did a watch party down here, and I met five or six other great dudes, and we were all pumped for the to do some more uh, watch parties, and then, you know, COVID nineteen oh, yeah. kicked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, Sick. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fans <laughs> down here. <laughs> is is Dave, there? Uh, I know you have some old school, some old school takes. What's your take on Clyde Drexler? Uh, he's probably underrated. Yeah, the, the Jordan documentary kind of tore him up, but I feel like he was kind of a one-trick pony, like like one dribble, slash to the rim, dunk, or yeah. he had an ugly jumper. I mean, that form was ugly as hell. He kind uh, of has a boring game, I think, for somebody that yeah. has like, good highlights, you know? Yeah. When you, when you watch him, do you feel like you're watching James Harden? Just no, it's, he's, no. He's, 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 that's not a good comp. I think he's almost no. DeRozan if DeRozan was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, yeah. That is a good. That is a good. Better. But, but he's better than DeRozan. Like, yeah. yeah. If DeRozan was just better. He's DeRozan-esque. But he was pretty efficient. Kind of like, oh, another little mid-range pull-up. Cool. Mm. He was efficient. <laughs> like, right. it was like one dribble, two dribbles. DeRozan dribbles like twenty times. Back then, that's all you needed, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was true. pretty good. Like, I don't, I, I don't think Drexler would be well liked by like analytics people today because he. Yeah. Like that, just based on what his game was. But at the time, that was all you needed. 
He yeah. also rocked bald. Like, not the shave. Like, he had, like, the you could see the outline of the bald head on him, which is just not, it's not very common anymore. Yeah, yeah. well, you yeah, just can't why. do that in the, in, in the days that, or times that we're in. One, one thing I read when the Jordan doc was going on is people were saying that Jordan was the first guy to popularize the shaved head, which I didn't really, I guess I don't know how I didn't realize that. Maybe he was. That seems like an after-the-fact Jordan Yeah, that can't fact, be. No, but... well, first of all, everything Jordan did, everybody wanted to copy, no matter what it was. Well, so I could see him being like, you know what, shaved head, and people were like, oh. That's not just my grandpa. Like, okay, that's a cool look, too. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one good. thing I wish LeBron had taken from Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> just let it go, dog. You know, at this, point, at this point, I almost respect LeBron's commitment to hanging on to it. Like, at, at a certain point, he was just like, you know what? Everybody's telling me I need to, I need to come home. Nope, not going to do it. No, I'm going to go the it. other direction. I'm going to glue shit to my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I mean, because... He spends. Remember that report that LeBron spends like 1.5 million dollars a year on his body, just in terms of like massage therapy and stuff. I wonder how much of that goes to the hair plugs. <laughs> it's a good joke, and I hate it. You know what? Okay. I, I I actually one one quick thing. I I started shaving my head because I'm a balding American man, and so <laughs> and it doesn't. I thought it'd make me so that I like could leave my hair alone, and not have to worry about it. That you have to you have to deal with it so much more. You have to shave it every GD day. Your hair becomes like so much more of an issue when you're bald. So. So, what do you guys um, think? Am I there yet, or do I need do I need to? I think don't know. About man. It? I, 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 I'm probably gonna shave that you're down great. at least. First of all, we're <laughs> clearly the wrong. Person. <laughs> yeah. Asking us for cool advice, you're in trouble. <laughs> Dave, are you familiar with with the steps? The reason you've joined the program this evening? Yeah, I hope you guys are gonna recycle questions like always. I've been looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never yep. know. You never He's, know. Someone's been paying attention. Yeah, yeah, we're getting lit up by your guests. You hate to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't hate to see it. We Dave just used to be a basketball almanac, an NBA almanac. So he was a much bigger NBA fan back in the day. So All right, see. he should have well, some. This is NBA edition, Dave, and and you got okay. Sean a Bleacher Report with you to help. So yeah, Sean, great. Good. Here we go. The music sets in. Are we ready, Producer Kale? Question number one. Which two All-Stars joined the Los Angeles Clippers last summer? Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That is correct. That is correct. Tough stuff. <sighs> we move on to question two. I have a prediction that Dave's going to breeze through these. <laughs> that's the guy who wrote the question, so that's, that's a strong <laughs> prediction. <Yeah. laughs> question number two. Which NBA player is nicknamed The Process? Oh, uh, Joel Embiid. Old uh, Shirley Temple, right? Is that his, uh, uh, his nickname is Duo 180. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Duo 180. <laughs> Both answers are accepted by our judges. That's correct. Yes, let's go. We move on to question three. I'm not even going to feign uh, suspense here. <laughs> I don't think going to factor in. Which Western Conference team has made the playoffs for 22 straight seasons? That's the uh, Spurs, right, Sean? Spurs? All right. I'll confirm for Sean. <laughs> That's correct. Thanks, Sean. Sean just kind of gave like a quick half he's like, he's like, why are you bothering me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Sean. <laughs> Which Portland Trailblazers exec shares a first name with the drummer from the band Rush. Good thing you're here, Sean. I don't know. Sean, this is made Sean, for Sean. may or may not have a photo of him above his head right now. <laughs> Sean, you can just answer for yeah, him, by the way. Yeah, you can just help him, Sean. Neil Shea. 
That is correct. <laughs> Thanks, John. I thought we had a rule where the contestant had to actually have the answer come out of their mouth. Yeah, but yeah. we pretty clearly wrote that question for John. I thought he'd get a little more excited, though. I get excited at all. I made a note nope. for him. I was, oh well. That was an alley-oop, and he just laid it in. Sticking with this shoehorned-in theme here, which Denver Nuggets player hails from the same Canadian province as the band Rush? <laughs> Uh, we have one Canadian, Jamal Murray, right? Anyone else, Sean? Yeah, Jamal Murray. That is correct. <laughs> you have won a prize. <laughs> you have won a prize. Can we can we show him what those prizes are? I, don't, I know it's always. Isn't yeah. that uh, isn't that in Jamal's Twitter bio from the same <laughs> Canadian <laughs> province? <laughs> I would be really impressed if it was. There's no way it is, but I would. I would. Can't well, listen, Dave, you, you can choose from uh, a shirt, a hat, a water bottle. We'll, no, we'll, we'll... we keep going because he... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, no. We'll, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to him when the steps are done. But the steps are not. We continue on to question number six. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the silhouette in the NBA logo? Oh, wow. Uh, Mikan? Is it maybe Mikan? I want to consult your. <laughs> I know this. Well, that's you're on my team, Sean. This isn't you. <laughs> yeah, you know it means we know Wait, it. So can I? So so I, do I just tell you who it is? Or? Yeah, 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 you can do that. Oh, Jerry, Jerry West. He can tell who? you if he thinks you're wrong. Jerry West. I'm gonna disagree and go on my. No, Jerry West. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. Don't play with us. It's a theme on this. Show. Yeah, you would have been on your own with that one. <laughs> I didn't know that. I learned something. Okay, hang on. I gotta find question seven. Alright, I found it. We'll do it live! <laughs> question seven. Which of these players has never been named to an all-star team? Ben Simmons, Mike Conley, and Clay Thompson. Uh, it's Con Con Conley, right? Yeah, Mike Conley. They locked their answer in. We confer with the judges. That's correct. Let's go! Uh, breezing through. Breezing. That was a tough one. Breezing that was a tough through. one. Cool, we like move on now to, over here. to question eight. Question Very eight. excited for question eight. <laughs> <laughs> Which Trailblazers player Instagrammed a picture of himself lying on a training table with the caption, whatever it freaking takes during the West Shore Conference semifinals last year? Oh, that's gotta be. That's gotta be. And it's Canner, right? And it went to great lengths to make sure everybody knew how much pain he was in. How hard oh. he was in. He was like, yeah. flat like this. Oh, oh, that was so oh. Doing it for the gram, for sure. Oh, I'm glad that was in there. Oh, All right. Question was great. Moving on to question nine. <laughs> Which player is leading the Los Angeles Lakers in points per game this season? Hint: Ooh. It's not Danny Green. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, right? <laughs> you would think. You would think. With the way he's talked about. Yeah, the way he's talked about him or Caruso. <laughs> Man, this is tough. Yeah, this is tough. What do you? What, what's your instinct, Sean? My instinct is LeBron, but maybe it's a trick question, and it's Davis. I don't know. 
Do one of those uh, hints, Adam, that you always give. I honestly don't know the answer to this one. Where so, he says uh, the name. Yeah, he's like, oh. You know, let's play it name. safe. Let's just go LeBron, see, how, see where that goes. Uh, Sean, I believe this is my choice. Yeah, you're uh, okay, well, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm making my official recommendation. You can take it or leave it, but I'm making my recommendation. We're going to go with LeBron because I want it. Not because Sean, not because okay. okay. LeBron. Well, listen, it doesn't matter whose choice it is. You're both wrong. We'll see you later. Oh! Thanks for playing. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. The answer is uh, Alex Caruso. No, it's Anthony Davis. Oh. Anthony Davis leads the Lakers in points per game. Oh, that's crushing for me. I was, I was really wow. for him. Wow. Oh. I thought, I thought Davis was going to go all the way. Yeah. Gotta get I thought it was KCP, friends. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's official recommendation falls I short. Love it. But I'll tell you what, Sean. I think, I think you more than stepped up to the plate. I'd even... Dare I say, knocked it out of the park on tonight's show. Thanks so much I, for hanging out yes. with us, man. Yeah, thanks. This is great, guys. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate the insight. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to come to Portland again, but I don't want to roll the dice. I've seen the best weather of all time, and I know that the next time I go, it'll be <laughs> yeah, horrible. Sure. So. You just gotta go through. Well, the who knows when? Who knows when we're gonna be able to go anywhere? Again. That's, That's a great point. That's a very Sean. good point. Uh, thanks to Dave for for hanging Shit, out and growler. playing the steps. Thanks to the rest of you for hanging out with us, watching, commenting. Let's do it again tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Calvin Booth. With special guest Calvin Booth, special special guest. No and tomorrow, Sean. don't forget. Also, I don't know if he can follow up Sean though. I'm, I yeah, don't know. It's true. It's true. Be, MLB there. draft show tomorrow. Also, big deal. Starting at five o'clock. Five o'clock on, on YouTube. Lots of cool guests there. I think Bud Black's gonna be on. Bud Black, yeah, we have else. legit they legit guests. Cast of, of guests on. It's gonna be great. Very we'll legit. Talk to you. We'll hang out with you tomorrow. Take it easy. Be well, friends. That was great. Poor Dave. All right, before we get out of here, guys, make sure to hit up Green Mountain Dental Group if you're looking to schedule a cleaning, if you're looking to get some work done on your teeth. Right now, they are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. If you're like me, you hate going to the dentist. I'm pretty sure most of us hate going to the dentist. If you haven't been in a while, this is a perfect time to go. And you also get a free Sonicare toothbrush out of it. So hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. And if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush.